TCL is a proud sponsor of the Score North Studios. TCL, America's fastest growing TV brand. Need your Minnesota United soccer fix? We've got it for you here. It's Loon Talk on Score North. That's right, it is Loon Talk episode four here on Score North. Episode five, actually. Wow, can't believe we're at episode five already. My guest this <laughs> week is Dan Terhart, my uh, my partner on the Minnesota United radio broadcast here on Score North, scorenorth.com and the free Score North mobile app. Dan Terhart, how are you doing, sir? Long time no see. You know, it's great still to be undefeated, isn't it? <laughs> Yeah, that's uh, one of the funny facts that just keeps popping up as we keep going through these weeks without soccer. One one that I just saw up was that it's, what, April 2nd in New York City FC still hasn't scored? (laughs) Yeah, you know, you got to kind of find the, uh, you know, you you laugh or cry when things aren't going well, and I always think it's better to laugh and just keep moving forward and it does, as I think, wasn't today, I think the day we're recording this, supposed to be the Twins' home opener? Yeah, we, uh, so on Mackie and Judd with Rami, one of the shows that I produce here at Score North, we actually, instead of, like, we celebrated the fact that it was supposed to be Twins' home opener by basically playing, finding uh, baseball ambiance noise to play underneath <laughs> our show the entire show long. <laughs> Someone had recorded, like, a live ballpark during an entire game, and put it up on YouTube, so we just broadcast that throughout our entire show today. It was kind of fun. Um, just checking in here. Uh, you doing all right? Staying safe? Everybody in the family still uh, healthy? Yeah, no, we're healthy. Uh, my youngest son uh, just moved back home just before all this happened, so I don't know who's more miserable, <laughs> he is or we are, but he would rather be somewhere else. And, right. Uh, so, so, yeah, we're doing some good bonding, and... Everybody's healthy so far, and the dog is looking at us like, really, we're walking again today? Because he's getting more exercise than he's ever gotten. Yeah, of course. <laughs> so, yeah, you know, it's all good. It's just different. And, you know, I've got both my parents are older, and they lived in an assisted living apartment, so we can't really see them, you know. I just mm-hmm. wave to them from the window and right. drop a package off for them. And it's just kind of, everything's just kind of different, and and soccer being gone is obviously not near as important as other things, but it's, uh, and I miss it. I know you do too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's definitely, I definitely miss coming in on the weekends or going to Allianz Field on the weekends and just like being around 20,000 fans for a soccer game. It's, it's definitely, I mean, being without sports this long has been surreal to me. Just the fact that no sports are being played that we watch anywhere right now and it's it's something that i never thought i'd ever witness and i can't imagine that you think you you thought you'd ever witness you know three what are we on week three without sports and it's set to go much longer yeah there's no real end in sight i i was on the air uh 9 11 when the twin towers went down Mm -hmm. on these same you know on the same airways that uh, you work on on score north um doing the morning show babs and the boys and and going, being through that whole ordeal, I thought, okay, there'll be nothing like this um, that I'll ever have to be part of. And and this, you know, I was wrong, obviously, because this is much different than that. But yeah. in the same way, I'm getting that same surreal feeling that I had back then. That you almost feel like, is this really happening? Right. Uh, that was that bizarre. was only 
that was like a week or two weeks at the time. I don't remember. I was 11 at the time. So that was yeah. what we went a week or two weeks without sports at that time. Yeah, it wasn't near as long, but the the feeling was, you know, I would drive home from the studios there on university and there was no plane traffic. There were no yeah. flights allowed for quite a while. And there was just less traffic. On, it was just, it was just, and you just think, did this really happen? And, and so it, it, it kind of brings me back to that. Um, I was out today and, you know, there's no traffic and there's still yeah. people at the stores and stuff, but it's just different. Everything just feels odd and it's hard to, I think everybody's dealing with the old, how do you put it into the new normal? Because nobody knows what that is going to be. Right. Yeah, that's that's one thing that's definitely shocked me a little bit is the traffic the or the lack of it right now the past two weeks. Just I can drive up 35 on my way into work and there's just no <laughs> one. It's really bizarre yeah. to me. Um, yeah, it is, it is weird. Getting into the news a little bit, we've only got one sort of item of news. Um, the USL Championship or the USL extended their training moratorium today to Sunday, April 19th. Now, that's significant for MLS purposes because their training moratorium goes until April 3rd, which, as of time recording, is tomorrow. So I would assume, based off that USL announcement and assume based off of everything we know about what's going on around the nation right now, that that training moratorium probably will be extended. We have no inside information, so we don't know. We can't tell you anything other than just I would assume that that training moratorium is going to extend for at least till what USL did April 19th, if not yeah. longer. Yeah, common sense will tell you that's coming down the line here probably uh, within the next 24 hours or so. So I think that can be expected until it starts to, until we start to see some numbers that this thing is, you know, under control and leveling off. It's just going to, we're going to keep pushing things back a couple weeks at a time and, you know, I, I still, you know, I I like to be optimistic. I still hope to th- see that, you know, by, you know, June we're, you know, playing soccer. Maybe earlier, but I'd be happy. But if we could right now tell me we'd be playing by June, that'd be great. Yeah, the other thing that came out earlier this week that sort of affects MLS because there's a team in Toronto was that the city of Toronto is barring all uh, city events in the city of Toronto until July or June 30th. But it was later clarify that that only um affects events that are put on by the city not like not sporting events so i mean it almost feels like it that's kind of the timeline that we're going to deal with that we're not going to get anything until june at the earliest doesn't it yeah i think so you know i it's you know plan for the worst hope for the best and yeah and, and that would like i said june would be great to get things back somewhat to normal but th- but you're you know that's part of the problem you mentioned in toronto they make an announcement everybody goes oh what are you no 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 and then you find out well here's what it means and right. you know because of social media and, and your generation <laughs> there's so much stuff floating around out there that just isn't true right and you know i just keep telling myself just one day at a time let's yeah. see what's going on and you know and i hope that uh, i hope that we're back and you know i, I miss i you know it's just like you said Allianz Field, Wonderwall, the team was off to a great start, 2-0. Some new players that, you know, I got to interview our new goaltender once, and, you know, I miss him already. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I miss definitely being up at practice and then, like, taking that daily or that, that weekly trip up to practice and just watching that and just hearing the sounds of 
you know, the soccer ball being kicked. It's just some of these random things that you never thought you'd miss, you actually do find yourself missing. Yep. Yeah, it's just the, the part of the, and that's what I think everybody's missing is their daily routine. Mm-hmm. And we're lucky enough that part of our daily or weekly routine was going to watch, you know, a professional soccer team practice and going to Allianz Field and, and uh, broadcasting the game. So, you know, there's a lot of people that are, it, it, you know, you've got a son who's what, four or five? Four, yep. Four. And I've got a, I've got a granddaughter that's uh, three. And, you know, I got a FaceTime with her. And I got to tell you, I hate that. That's yeah. just awful. It really is. Yeah, that's that's something I'm trying to stay away from of like making it so that my kid can only see my grandparent or my parents through FaceTime, but it may come down to that. I mean, it just may have to be that way because we don't know how fast and how far this thing is spread. Uh and that's something that everybody will have to think about next weekend with the holidays coming up. Um Yeah. Transitioning here a little bit, just want to let people know if you somehow forgotten you're listening to Loon Talk here on Score North, scorenorth.com and the Score North mobile app. You can also find our other soccer podcast, The Crafty Rogues, on Score North, scorenorth.com, Score North mobile app, and anywhere you find your podcasts as well. Go give go give Loon Talk and Crafty Rogues a rating, a comment, let us know how you how you like the shows that will help us get more or get more out there. Um Dan, I want to talk about the broadcast that we do. If people don't know, you and I, I'm the host of the Minnesota United radio broadcast. You're the play-by-play. And I just want to talk a little bit about your transition from calling hockey for a, for a long time to calling soccer. What has that transition been like for you? Well, you know, it's interesting because when I found out that uh, Minnesota United was, was looking for someone to do the radio play-by-play, because in year one... They were simulcasting the TV call yep. of, of Cal Williams and of uh, Kendra D. St. Alban and Jamie Watson. By the way, I miss Jamie, and I hope he's – I don't know. Do you know if Jamie's uh, here in Minnesota with his family, or is he no, stuck down in Nashville? I think they all moved down to Nashville as far as okay. I know. As long as he's with his uh, family, that's the main yeah. thing. And I miss him because he was the only guy that could call you Johnny all the time on the air and get away with it. So <laughs> I miss him. But, Not a fan of but, that name, but – It'll, it'll, so after yeah, after year one, they decided they wanted to do some radio broadcasts. And I was interested because I had the time. I was in between stuff. Um, and I played a little soccer growing up. I like soccer, uh, but I've been away from the game for a while. So, um, yeah, I let them know I was interested. And it was kind of a weird process because they first started out working with, uh, with Brad Baker, who was mm-hmm. now in Nashville. Yeah. And into the process, just a couple of weeks, they said, Brad's gone. I'm going, well, that's the guy I'm talking to. Now what do I do? And so things got good. And it was Morgan who's uh, still in charge of the broadcast department there. And and, um, and they offered me the position. I was more than happy to take it. But I got to tell you, that first season, man, first of all, you're dealing with um, a sport that, you know, I'm familiar with, but not at that level. Mm-hmm. Um so getting used to the terminology that had changed a lot since I played soccer when I was in high school, getting used to the names, of course, you know, but you know, from doing the NHL, very similar name wise. Uh, the good thing is about uh, the MLS is that the Brazilians with the really bad names all go by nicknames. So that really helps. Um, so, and then to top it all off, you know, the road games 
we're doing from a studio. Yeah. And I had never done that before uh, in my career. And I got to tell you, don't let anybody tell you different. It is extremely difficult. You really can only see what's on one camera at a time. And it, it was tough. It still is tough. But now, you know, third year into it, it's much more comfortable to do. Is, is that the thing that's been the hardest about the transition to calling soccer was the fact that you are calling the away games from a monitor? I think so. Um, you know, no, let me take that back. That would be number two. Number one is trying to wrap my head around the transfer windows, <laughs> yes. cam money. I mean, it, there's... There are so many levels that we have nothing in this country that compares yeah. to the levels of soccer and the different types of money, the different types of players you can bring in. I mean, I'll hear Cal talking about a league, and I'll go, okay, wait, slow it down, buddy. What <laughs> league are you talking about? What team? And that is extremely complicated. And I, and I appreciate the fans out there who really have a good grasp on that because – You've got to be a dedicated fan mm -hmm. to really, really get it. And um, I appreciate, you know, the front office that has to deal with all the different kinds of monies that they can spend and the players that are available, what windows they're available in. And it's, it's amazing. It, I mean, like I said, we have nothing here. Minor League Baseball has quite a few layers, but nothing like what soccer has. Yeah, I mean, the, the GAM and the TAM and all that other yeah. weird stuff that MLS comes up with is very unique in the soccer world. Unfortunately, it's it's the system that we're that that MLS has. Um, what's been, for you, the your favorite moment calling Minnesota United games? Well, I think it's got to be that, uh, you know, the first game at Allianz was huge. Um, just because we had talked about this for a year and it was mm -hmm. such a big, a big moment. Um, but had some of these games like last year, starting off on the road and getting wins and even this year, you know, because yeah. in this league, there's a lot of teams that are very successful and win at home and are tough to beat at home. But to me, what this club did last year in the first part of the season and winning, two in a row this year on the road, when you look at most teams' road percentage, those road wins were, were kind of amazing. Even though last year they didn't go and win a ton of road games after that first, what was it, five-game stretch, and yep. they won three? Yeah, um, they, yeah, they took three from five. Yeah, that was some of the most exciting stuff because it set the platform for the season last year. Um, so there's just... You know, to me, I, I break it down to goals, and there's some big goals that Ethan Finley has scored and that um, Darwin scored when he was here. And, um, you know, some of the goals already this season, you know, you bring in new players and they're scoring on court. Think about what we saw in just two games this year, the way the uh, corner kicks were yeah, clicking. The connection there yeah, was great. immediate. Oh, my God. I couldn't believe it. We, it was like, let's just get more corner kicks because – it was incredible. Uh, young Greg Goose was just just lasering the corner kicks in, and you now that's what really makes it tough to wait for this season to resume. Yeah, I mean, the I think the hardest part for me about all this is that we never got to see Allianz Field this year. Like it all yeah. came to an abrupt halt a couple days before we we're going to open up Allianz Field for the first time this year. What's been 
the hardest part about all of this not being able to go to games, not being able to call games for you as we go through this coronavirus pandemic? Well, it's anybody that's ever been, I think the fans get the same thing. I think the radio people get it. Cal gets the same thing. I think the front office gets It's that adrenaline rush of game day. Mm -hmm. And to me, it doesn't matter whether it's a home game, road game. It's game day. And it's exciting, and I miss that energy and that excitement uh, because we're very lucky, Jonathan. We we get paid to broadcast yeah. soccer matches that a lot of times we'd be happy if we could just buy a ticket and go watch them. We get to watch them from the best seat in the house, and, and I, I miss that. And any broadcaster will tell you that's what it's all about. And the fans, the same thing for the fans. They miss game day. They miss their march into the uh, stadium. Uh, you know, all the stuff, the smoke and the, the flags of the Wonder Wall. It's just that. It's just, it's it's missing the big event. And, you know, there was one a week or two a week. So, yeah. I mean, and then when we come back, whenever that happens to be, <laughs> we're going we're gonna to have a flood of games throughout the rest of the year. It's going to be one game on top of another. We're not going to be able to catch our breath for, you know, whenever that happens for a couple months at a time. Um, I want to end here with a question I asked Cal a couple weeks ago. We didn't have an episode last week. If you're wondering why we missed an episode last week, it's just there was so much going on here at the station that it was hard to fit in time to get in another episode. So I just took the week off, concentrated on what we were putting out on the air, getting everything situated here, and then coming back this week. I want to end here with a question for you, Dan, that I proposed or asked uh, Cal last week. When we do come back, if it's a shortened schedule, what is an acceptable amount of games that need to be played for you to feel like it was a legitimate season? We've asked this on some of our shows here on Score North for like the NFL. You have to have 12. You can't go anything less than that. Otherwise, it feels too short. The NBA, obviously, they're not going to and NBA and NHL probably aren't going to come back, but Major League Baseball has been one of those that we've talked about how long mm-hmm. or how many games you have to fit in, and it's probably somewhere over at least 100. Like, you have to get in 100 games there for it to feel like a legitimate season. So when Major League Soccer comes back, what for you is an acceptable amount of games? Do you want all 30, all 34? Do you want, or do you want, is like something, because I was thinking 24, so you at least get in at least two games against each of your your mm-hmm. conference opponents, and then you you, have, you can have the, tw- the two uh, Eastern Conference if you're Minnesota United games, something like that, because there's been teams around the league that have played games against the other conference. You can't obviously just do, you know, com- interconference games. What's an acceptable amount for you for it to feel like a legitimate season? Yeah, so you're looking for some equity being the season's already started. And yeah. I guess the numbers you gave out for football and baseball are probably a little higher than I would go with, but Judd was probably involved, so, you know, that always throws the <laughs> curve off if, if Zolgad's involved. Um, because I could play, I could do a 10-game football season in the NFL and feel like uh, things were, you know, pretty equitable. I, You know, you definitely have to be over half. I mean, half doesn't quite cut it. So, yeah, maybe that number around 24. What you want to do is you want to have enough matches so you feel like you're getting the best teams where they belong. Now, here's the interesting thing. If they come back and play an abbreviated season, everybody's come, pretty much everybody, not everybody, but most people are coming back healthy yeah. and they're going to be ready to go. And you're going to see some really, some really good soccer, I think. And, you know, the health issue won't be as big as it is in a season that's stretched out 
from, you know, March to, you know, September. Yeah. So you're going to see games closer together. So depth is going to be big. Yeah. Which is uh, good because, because Minnesota play, United. You're going to play two. Every, every week you're going to play two games, <laughs> if not more. So, but I would think out of, you know, 34. Yeah. I'd, I'd, you sure like to see him get in at least. Well, there's already two in. Mm-hmm. So if you count those two and you can get in another, you know, 20 to 25, somewhere in that range, you did put you anywhere from, you know, 22 to 27. I, I think I'd like to see more, but I think if you can put those that number of games in, I think you're going to feel like you'd have the right teams at the end in the playoffs um, because it's going to feel like a playoff from the beginning. Yeah. There's no time to have a slow start and then catch up later. Their teams are going to know that, you know what, if we stumble, we don't have time to recover. So there's going to be an urgency when they come back, and that's going to make for some really good soccer. But I think I'm on par with you. I think I'd say you got to get a couple dozen matches in to make it feel like you've won a championship. Yeah, that depth that Minnesota United built up this offseason is definitely going to help. Um, news mm-hmm. that broke while we were recording. Um, what? The training moratorium that we talked about at the beginning of the show, just what, <laughs> 20 minutes ago, has been extended <laughs> by Major League Soccer until Friday uh, April 24th. I almost said August, but Friday, April 24th. No, gosh, no, you I just, not. You just get, you just gave half the wonder wall a heart attack. <laughs> <laughs> so the MLS training moratorium has been extended till Friday, April 24th. So another two or three weeks from now is when teams can start training again. Uh, so I guess immediate thoughts on that. Well, it, it doesn't surprise me. It's too soon right now. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, I guess I guess if it were up to me, which it's not, I think I would still keep pushing things back in two-week yep. increments, um, which is not much different. That's more like three, I guess. So, um, But chances are in two weeks we won't quite be ready. But, you know, if you can get these guys alone, if you can get these guys alone, most of them have been quarantined and stayed away from groups mm-hmm. this whole time, I would hope that in a couple of weeks or for sure by the 24th that they can start working out as a group and, um, you know, you have to take precautions and, and do all the right things, but you know, let's, let's look at this and say April 24th, that's the target date. Let's hope it works out. That's the target date for training. And then I would assume they would give them like two weeks to train and get, you know, team fit again, and then hopefully start the games sometime in May. But again, that also feels very quick yeah. based off of everything we kind of know about how this thing works its way out. Yeah. Um, yeah, and Jonathan, it also depends on what happens with the soccer around the world. Yeah, what uh, what what players are leaving for international duty? What mm-hmm. other tournaments are going to be held? What else is put? You know, maybe they'll cancel most of the international stuff, and the players can focus on you know a short season in the MLS, and that's also good for the fans too. Yeah, I know. I know a lot of the international tournaments have been canceled so far. At least the Euros, yeah. which would have affected. Minnesota United with some of their key players would have been leaving for that in the middle of the summer. Those have been pushed back till next summer. So Minnesota United won't whenever we come back, whenever that is, they won't lose their players for that. And it seems for now that the international call-ups and games have all been canceled through, I think June is the last thing I saw. Mm -hmm. Um, Dan, thank you very much for coming on. Thanks for your time today. Much appreciated. Stay safe, sir. And uh, hope to see you, see you and uh, talk to you again soon, man. Yeah, hopefully we're uh, we're back at the uh, friendly confines of Allianz Field soon. Yeah, anytime you want to chat, Jonathan, just give me a holler. All right. 
Thank you all for listening to Loon Talk here on Score North, Apple, Spotify, and anywhere you find your podcast. Please do give us a rating, a comment, and share us with your friends. It helps boost our listenership and boost the eyes and ears on Loon Talk. Thank you all for listening. We will talk to you next week.